Welcome to another edition of the DS Walk Show, and I am your host, DS Walk. And before I get started on today's topic, the NBA trading deadline, which a lot of good things that happen, I just have a special announcement to make to all my listeners or future listeners who's going to hear this show. Yesterday, the love of my life, the woman who I prayed for, been wanting since I was an adult. I'm sorry, it's a little choke up here. Uh, I asked her for her hand in marriage. And she said yes. And I can tell you now, I'm living my best life. Um, I am truly grateful for this woman. Uh, We've been together for a long time. But, uh, you know, we're going to be married soon. And uh, I'm just so grateful and honored that the Lord has blessed me to being happy and bless me with a woman who who just loves me. And that's all I can ask for. And even though she sits right here by my side. Because that's where I always want her. I just want to know that I love her very much. And I look forward to our lasting long life and future together. And, uh, and like I said, I just think we're going to live our best lives here on out. Uh, we are blessed. Uh, I'm going to be a father to a 15-year-old. Look, pray for me on that one. Because even though I've been in his life for a long time, he is like my son. And if y'all don't know, I do don't talk about my personal life because I keep that private from y'all because it's none of y'all business. But uh, I just have to share that because, you know, when you're so happy and you're in love, you know, you just want to share it with the world. And this is my way of sharing with the world. Because I hate social media. Except for Twitter. I love y'all on Twitter. You guys on Twitter, y'all about the nonsense and all that stuff. So am I. But um, on this occasion, for this man, is a happy one. And the love of my life, I know right now, I'm sitting next to, next to me drinking some good wine, in which I will be drinking once I get done with this show with her. Um, I just want to share to everybody and just want to say thank you, you guys, for listening to me. And uh, I'm not going to take the love of my life because she know how I feel. And I got a, a long life ahead to be thanking her. And uh, I just want to say to my future in-laws, who gonna listen to this show at some point. Uh, I thank y'all for welcoming to the family. Just know that just don't get on my nerves. If you get on my nerves, I'm not gonna answer the phone. If you get on those, I'm not gonna open the door. I know. <laughs> you know, they don't do that now, but I'm just telling y'all for future reference, though. I'm just being, I'm just being honest here. But, but... Yes, yes, I've been told that my future father will call 52 times. And out of 52 times, I'm going to answer one time. Maybe two. It depends on what the conversation is about. And to my current family who will be listening to this show because they have no choice. Uh, I just want to say our family has gotten bigger. And uh, it's going to be a joy. So uh, enough of that which you guys don't need to hear no more. Now it's time to get to the business of the day and then be talking about the NBA trading deadline in which a lot of teams came away with their want. Just just like my stepson here, you know, he, yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's like, you know, the NBA trading deadline. You know, he's, I think of him as, he's one of these teams who always oh, would knock on the door and he'll be like, Ma, I need this. Or Shy, you know, can you can you uh take me here or there? And sometimes, you know, it's like you gotta work a deal out. You gotta give a little to get what you want. And today, that's what all these teams did. Now my future well, my steps were looking at me like, why the heck I'm right here? 
Because you're part of my show. That's why. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. You want your license? Okay. So that's why I think he's one of these teams who wants something. But if he wants something, you got to give something. And, and like a lot of these teams, you got to work hard to get what you want. And just like him, which he going to learn it, you got to work hard to get what you want. Because if you want something in life, like some of these teams, if you want that player, you got to work hard, dig down. You got you to gotta dig down down there to get that player. So as he stand here and look at me, and he's like, dude, are you done with me? Yes, I am done with you. I want to thank you for coming in. So the Minnesota Timberwolves is like my stepson. He had to dig deep down there, and they had to – Get feel like what the go to stay one for DeAndre Russell, and they gave it to them. The Golden State the Golden State Warriors. I'm sorry, the Golden State Warriors traded DeAndre Russell to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins and a couple of other pieces. And those pieces are Jacoby Evans and Mari Spearman's going to Minnesota. Um, my thoughts on that is, you know, it's just two bad teams dealing two good players in which is now going to make an impact on your season. Other than it might impact on their draft slot. And then we have that three-team deal between the Clippers, the Knicks, and the Wizards in which the Clippers landed their guy because the Lakers wouldn't give up their other guy and Kyle Kuzma. So the Knicks turned their attention to the Clippers and the Clippers landed Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas. Now, not, we ain't talking about Isaiah the Hall of Fame. We talking about IT. Alright? And importantly, IT will be weighed by the Clippers. So he will be out there for anyone who wants him. But part of that deal Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas went to the Clippers. The Washington Wizards landed Jerome Robinson, a promising young guy. Uh, thinking his second year in the league. Uh, like I said, he's promising. We're going to see what he can do with more playing time, playing beside Bradley Beal. And the Knicks got Mo Harkos and what they coveted, a first-round pick in this year's draft. And when I look at this deal, you know, I always go back to say is that, you know, the the Clippers, in my opinion right now, have solidified themselves being in the Western Conference Finals. Now in the NBA Finals, we're going to see how the Lakers, because you never, because you know, a lot of guys going to get released, going to get bought out of their contract, and they might pick up someone um, after the draft, um, excuse me, after the trading deadline. So we're going to see, but... My opinion right now, the Clippers have solidified themselves, put themselves right now in the Western Conference Finals. And for the Knicks, you know, it's all about getting draft picks, get young, get aspiring contracts. And to Knicks fans, all I can tell you is going to be a rough rest of the year. And next year's going to get rough. You know, we're going to see what happens with you guys. You already had... Um, can made a statement today that they're looking for a president of operations, even though a rumor has it allegedly that he has hired sports agent Leon Rose. So uh, we're going to see how true that is or not. But hey, with New York Knicks, anything's possible. Trust and believe me on that one. And then you have the Memphis Grizzlies traded Andre Iguodala. Iggy got what he wanted. Traded to the Miami Heat for Deion Waiters, Justice Winslow, and James Johnson going to the Grizzlies. Coming with Iggy Dollar to the Miami Heat is Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder. And on top of that, Andre Iggy Dollar agreed to a two-year, $30 million extension with the Miami Heat. And I just want to say this. The Miami Heat was going to be going to be the best defensive team, the best defensive perimeter team in the Eastern Conference. 
And on top of that, you can sit you can sit here and say right now they probably they probably put themselves in the position to be the number two seed or the number three seed in the Eastern Conference. Depend on how the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, or the Philadelphia 76ers look after the this after today. But right now, the Miami Heat is gonna be a problem for a lot of the playoff teams in the East. I'm talking about Milwaukee, I'm talking about Philadelphia, Boston, Indiana, Orlando, Brooklyn, the Miami Heat gonna be a problem. All right. I don't see nobody getting off three-point shots easily anymore. The perimeter D is going to be on lock. And you add that, and you go with Bam at your center. And then you have uh, Solomon Hill who can add some outside shooting and go with Duncan and Harold. Hero, Tyler Hero. This is my Heat team. It's going to be fun to watch here in the second half of the season. And just imagine if they get one more piece. If they can able to get one more piece, whew. Miami Heat, like I said, is going to be a problem. And on the separate trade, we have the Memphis Grizzlies traded James Johnson to the Minnesota Timberwolves with Gorky Dane. Again, um, minor, really, all it is is just two bad teams trading. Players that they don't want, all they do is affecting drafts, draft slots. Um, and the day before, on yesterday, we had a 14 deal with the Atlanta Hawks, the Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves again, and the Houston Rockets, in which the Atlanta Hawks landed Clint Capella, Houston landed Robert Covington, and the Denver Nuggets landed a bunch of players in the first round pick. I'm sorry, I mean, it's, I was being honest, I mean, you want to know the players are Gerald Green. Keith by Keith Bates Diop, Shabazz Napier, who was traded again, and Noah and Noah. And then you go from Minnesota, they get a for two first round picks. Malik Beasley and Evan Turner and Jared Vanderbilt. Like I said, this is a trade where the Houston Rockets are going small. You sit here and say that they actually took a page out of Golden State Warriors book and playing small ball in which their tallest center or guy on the team it might be 6'8 I mean I just look at this and I look at the Houston Rockets right now and I'm saying you know they're doing the best what they can trying to get the top seed in the Western Conference and when I think of that I'm thinking that they're putting all the stops it's their last-ditch effort because if this don't work, Mike D'Antoni won't be fired. They're morally, morally will be fired. This is it for them. I mean, they have nowhere else to go. I mean, you traded all your big guys to go play small ball all because for 10, 11 games, it worked. Meanwhile, you forgot that when postseason come around, you're going to need some big guys to bang to get rebounded. Not saying it's not important in the regular season. Of course it is. But uh, if you're a playoff team, you're going to need a big body, one or two, to get rebounds, man in the middle. You just can't have a 6'8 guy or a 6'6 guy or a 6'5 guy, man in the middle. It's just, it just don't work that way. All right? Even Golden State, after a while, understood that. In fact, when Golden State plays small ball, I think they had was the Andrew Bogan in the middle. I mean, Jordan Bell, he was no slouch. I mean, he wasn't short. So you're going to need some type of size. I can understand, you know, if you want to play small at the power forward position, but at the center position? Nah. Anyhow, the Sacramento Kings traded Dwayne Dedman to the Hawks for Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker... Ever since he got hurt when he's with the Milwaukee Bucks, he's been a journey, been going from this team, that team, that team. He just can't find a home, but he is a good, solid player. And he's still young, so look, let's hope this be his last stop. If not, then we know he'll be on the move again. <laughs> and then 
the Philadelphia 76ers. They traded for Alice Burke and Glenn Robson III, and the Warriors received three second rounders. The Clippers traded Derek Walton to the Hawks for cash. I mean, I don't know how much money was he traded for, actually. That's how I, I'm actually intrigued by that. I mean, was he traded for $50,000? $200,000? million dollars we know it got me up there I mean I cried out loud I mean, he wasn't traded for uh, $50 and a bag of hot Cheetos nothing like that so I mean if he was traded for that I mean damn man you're not even worth being in the league I mean seriously and then my favorite trade of the day in which I understand but I really don't because we didn't get no value for it. I mean if I'm gonna trade my best player on the team I need your first round pick in fact I need your first and second pick and now let me take that back I need two first and your second pick so the dumbest trade of the day as far as it comes to getting value in return my hometown team, the Detroit Pistons, traded Andre Drummond. I'm going to repeat that. The Detroit Pistons traded Andre Drummond to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a second-round pick in 2023. So, basically... Pistons traded Andre Drummond for a bag of peanuts and a pack of Skittles. And a guy who was on shacking like a fool when he got dunked on by DeAndre Jordan. They could have traded Andre Drummond to Atlanta Hawks could have got a first round pick. They could have kept Andre Drummond due to sign a trade in the offseason and we got a first round pick. They could have traded the boss. They could have traded Andre Drummond to the Boston Celtics, and Mike would have got three bag of peanuts, a pack of Skittles, a pack of M Ms, and a Snickers bar, and maybe and maybe a first round pick. And, and, and I get it with these analysts. I get everyone saying, you know, hey man, you know, it's the value of the contract, the value of the money, you know, because it's contract. They wasn't gonna get that much for him. <laughs> That's absolutely bull. Alright? That's bull. But because if I'm going to trade my best player, I want the house. I take that back. If I can't get the house, can I get a room? Can I get a room? Can I get a first round pick and a promising young player back? I mean, damn, Cleveland? Out of all the teams you talk to, Cleveland? You tell them the Phoenix Suns didn't have a better deal, the Atlanta Hawks didn't have a better deal, the Memphis Grizzlies didn't have a better deal, the Charlotte Hornets didn't have a better deal. You tell me no team contending for playoffs didn't have a better deal? I mean, come on. A bag of peanuts and Skittles? I can get that at the supermarket. It's the same type of deal that you make when you playing NBA 2K19. And on that game, they made way better trade deals than this. This makes no sense. I mean, was it like a couple years ago they traded for Blake Griffin? They gave up two first-round picks, and you telling me you can't get that back for Andre Drummond? This is a disgrace. That whole front office needs to be fired. And Gores need to sell the team. Because I don't think they know what they're doing. You know, you hear people say, no, I'm afraid. I heard people say on Facebook, hey, you know, they try to get rid of the Van Gundy players that he drafted him, that he drafted 
Van Gundy didn't draft Andre Drummond. And it's not about that. It's about if you're going to rebuild. Alright? If you're going to rebuild from scratch. Get something for your for your best player. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you got a second tier, second round pick in 2023. Nobody don't care about that pick. This is 2020. How about get an up-to-date pick? I think I might would have settled for a first round pick in 2021 because I know this draft is weak. It's not going to be as highly profile as next year's draft, and I get it. But come on, man. If you're going to rebuild, I mean, you need some first-round picks. And then on top of that, you should have traded more of your assets. Luke Kennard. Derrick Rose. Langston Galloway. The only player on that team that I would trade for a second-round pick would be Blake Griffin. And that'll be about it. I'm, I'm just saying, man. I mean, this is terrible. If you're a Piston fan, if you live in the city of Detroit and you're a Piston fan, if you're a Piston fan all around this country, you'd be highly upset with your team today. As a guy who grew up from the city of Detroit, was a, a fan of all Detroit sports teams, which they all suck. But just seeing this deal get made and seeing this player get traded, make me sick to my stomach. Now, rumor has it that Andre Drummond wanted to be traded. I get that. I mean, after year, after year, after year, your name always been in trade talk. After a while, you get tired of it. And then after a while, you're on the same team, you realize they ain't going anywhere. And basically, you just here playing your butt off, working hard. But the only thing you look forward to is getting paid. And you finally want to play for a winner. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, though, they trade to the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team that's just as bad and worse than the Pistons. And... I just don't even know anymore. I, I don't think this team, this organization, that owner, or that front office have any type of direction. I just think that they just trade Andre Drummond just to be traded him, but got zero in return back. But a pack of, pack of bag of peanuts and a pack of Skittles. Hell, you can't get no Jordans out of the damn deal. It's crazy, man. But this whole trade deadline has been wild. Cause you seen cause you have seen good teams got better. You see a great team like the Clippers got better. But you also see a lot of teams who are not gonna contend for a postseason spot got better. Like Minnesota, they got better. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they got better. The well Denver Nuggets, I don't think they got better. I just think there's on load a guy who wasn't getting enough playing time. The Houston Rockets, they didn't get better. They just got small. But it's going to be interesting to see since the trade deadline's over. And now we're at that point in the season. Now where players don't get bought out of their contracts or don't get released. Now we're going to see where J.R. Smith might end up or IT might end up. Oh, and the Memphis Grizzlies just announced that they're going to release Deion Waiter. Where he going to end up at? Because there's going to be a lot of good teams out here like the Lakers who are going to need shooters or going to need another ball handler when LeBron James is on the bench. Or the Miami Heat going to want another shooter. They ain't getting Deion Waiters back. They don't like that guy. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see the guys who are going to get bought out of that contract and get released and see where they end up at. This is going to be one of those odd NBA seasons. But one thing I can tell you, the Clippers, the Lakers, Milwaukee Bucks, 
they're going to be be there at the end. I don't know what our fourth team is going to be. It can be the Philadelphia 76 or it can be the Boston Celtics. It can be a surprising Toronto Raptors or the Miami Heat, in which, in my opinion, they are my favorite to be that fourth team. But it's going to be interesting because um, we're going to see. It's going to be very interesting. We're going to see who's going to who's going to ball out now. It's all, it's all about who's going to ball. So, I want to transition to something that's more serious. And, and you know, when you're a head coach, whether you're coaching men's basketball, women's basketball, whatever sport it is, you're supposed to be a leader of young people. High school, high school and college. You're supposed to be a leader of young people. You're supposed to be that leader to encourage your players to do better, to coach, coach them better, coach them hard. But you're supposed to get the best out of your players. Your players will look at you like another father figure or another mother figure if you're a man or a woman. You know, you're like the extension of their parents. You're not supposed to be some type of person. You're not supposed to be a bully. You're not supposed to be threatening your players. You're not supposed to be threatening them with future employment or future unemployment. You're not supposed to scare them. So I said that because here in Dallas, the famous SMU, if y'all haven't heard of them, y'all remember they're the college that got the death penalty, the only college that got the death penalty in football for cheating. And they were cheating pretty damn good, by the way. But that's here and that. But SMU head basketball coach Travis Mays was called out for being abusive or having an abusive culture set while he was coaching coaching MSU win basketball team during the 2017-18 season. And the article here I'm pull up here on ESPN and it states that. Travis Mays told his players at the end of practice during the 2017-18 season that if they weren't going to compete, they might as well kill themselves. Players and athletic director Mike Hart told the Dallas Morning News. And he also stated, if y'all don't want to get it together, if y'all don't want to get together and get connected, you might as well go and commit suicide. Mays told players, according to a blog post published in late January by former player Claire Bradshaw. And I'm not going to read the whole article. It just says, you know, that eight players will confirm, eight players confirm what Hart said. And Mays made the comment after he got the team at a mid-court final practice that did not please the coach. Some players got different recollection of the exact wording, but all told the morning news that killing cells was the focus of May's rant. Again, you know, this is this is this is just you just don't do that. You just don't do that. You don't tell players go kill themselves, go commit suicide. You just don't do that. Because in this day and age, in this day and age, players, coaches, some coaches, people, they not going to tolerate that. Especially young people. I mean, crying out loud, does he even know that players will go back and tell? I mean, what type of culture does that? If your players are not practicing right, keep going. Make practice, make them practice harder. Bad choice of words. 
Now, I don't know if Travis Mays has his job still or not. I don't know. I pray to God that he doesn't. I'm quite sure the school put him on some type of leave of ass on suspension. But I hope he doesn't come back. As a matter of fact, I hope he is not the head coach of that team. I mean, you got another story come out. Another player said that he scolded her for disrespecting in his gym, in his home, after she told Coach and Train that she couldn't run on her injured knee. And because of that, she was magically disqualified after the season. And the school refused to pay for her surgery and rehab after discovering that there was a significant loss of cartilage. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. These coaches think they're God. Like the player told you, like, hey, I can't practice, I can't go. She not she wasn't saying she was hurt, she is injured. And because of that, she was mega disqualified. Who the hell do you think he is? He's not God. can't believe he did that. In fact, where the hell was the athletic director? I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing, you know, if a coach use bad choice word, but it's one thing that a coach do this. Go kill yourselves. Go commit suicide. Or you're medically disqualified for the season. And the school's not going to pay for your surgery or your rehab. But yet, it happened on their time. Some got to give, some got to change. If this guy is still head coach, I'm very disappointed at SMU. If this guy is not a head coach at SMU and he's coaching somewhere else, shame on that school. Because you got a bully coaching your team. And it seems like he has no damn sense on how to coach a team. Every team had one of those days of lackluster practice. And yeah, every coach gets frustrated and upset. I get that. I'm just being an athlete myself. But there are ways to go by of motivating your players. There's a way that's going by... To motivate your players. To get your players playing. To get them practice hard. There's ways going by it. There's other ways to do it. You don't got to act like a damn fool. And these are women. Young women. Have some common sense. I mean, you know, stuff like this makes me upset. Because these young ladies come there to play basketball for that school. Their parents entrusted that coach of taking care of their, that, their, their daughters, those girls. He comes out and he says stuff like this during practice. Or he do stuff like that. That gives that school a bad name, a black eye. Let alone that kills his reputation. We gotta, as a society, as a coach, or even players, we have to use common sense. You have to be careful of what you say and what you do out here. What he said and what he did is unacceptable. Like I said, I I pray and hope that you know he gets punished for what he what he did. But I hope he learns a lesson from this. And to those girls that he said that to, man, you know, my heart's go out to you. Y'all didn't deserve that. Y'all deserve better. I mean, if that was my daughter. And he said that to her. 
or he, just the fact that if that was my daughter, he said that to my daughter and her teammates, I think I would have been arrested. We got to do better out here. Including me for even saying that I had to be better. Shame. Move along. So last night I spoke to you guys. I told you the big baseball trade and the Dodgers, the Red Sox had went down. Mookie Bags, David Price, going to the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. The Minnesota Twins was part of that three-team, made it a three-team deal. Um, the Dodgers get the, excuse me, the Red, Red Sox get the Dodgers' number one prospect. Um, Minnesota t- Twins get a good player in return as well. And also in a separate deal, uh, the Dodgers send Jack Peterson to the Angels for a for an infielder. You know, I'm bad with names. The reason why I say infielder or a good player return, because I'm bad with that. I don't want to jack up nobody's name. Just like how I feel, I don't want nobody jacking up my name. So, it's, I'm sorry for that, but I'm just being honest here. I don't want to jack up nobody's name. But, Now the deal has been held up because one of the guys failed their physical. So now the deal is trying to be restructured. And in my opinion on this, that I hope the deal goes through. Um, if it does go through for the second time, my feelings are this. The Dodgers have certified themselves not being the best team in the West, but as my pick to get to the World Series. Minnesota Twins, they got better. They're going to be there. They're going to compete for a World Series. The Boston Red Sox, in my opinion, is going is rebuilding. I, and I, you never said that about the Red Sox team because they always believe in retooling. Spend the money, get the guy they needed, and let's go to work. But it looks like that philosophy has changed. So it looks like they're going to be a little bit on the rebuilding side. Um, I don't think, I don't anticipate them training any more of their best players. Uh, I say that now, but wait till the season starts, we'll see where they at. But um, they're going to be interested to see going forward what's going to happen. But the Los Angeles Dodgers, you got a guy who has a, a, a 6.9 war. A do-it-all, a two-or-five player. A do-it-all, two-or-five player. Who's still in his prime at the age of 27 years old. And once he becomes a free agent, he's going to command the same, almost the same amount of money as Mike Trout. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about probably the two best players in baseball. Is in the city of Los Angeles. And may I not forget that David Price is going to solidify He's going to make that rotation better. I'm quite sure the Dodgers are going to pill some in as a number three starter. The Dodgers got a team that might can beat in Washington Nationals. I mean, that is, is one, it's bad enough. Well, I'm not going to say it's bad enough because it's not the Dodgers' fault that the NOS is weak. Okay? I mean, we, we can sit here and say right now the San, Diego, the San Diego Padres might be the second best team in the NOS. It looks like they actually are trending that way. No disrespect to the Rockies or to the Diamondbacks and to the Giants. It's just that, you know, the the Padres might be a little bit better than you guys. We know the Dodgers are. I mean, we know the Dodgers are better than all the teams in the West. 
But the one thing we always say about the Dodgers is, is that they don't get, get the big hit, they don't get the big pitch. Now you got you added two guys who've been there, done that, two guys that actually won it. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Very interesting to see. And other and other news in baseball. Um, the guy who did not vote with Derek Jeter to be a Hall of Famer, we would not know who he is. It would be kept private. Because they know, like he knows, like I know, like all of us know. If we ever found out who it was, he will be criticized to the fifth power. I mean, you don't vote Derek Jeter as a Hall of Famer? Really? He should be the second unanimous Hall of Famer. He should be the second. And one guy didn't vote for him. I wonder, what did Derrick Jeter did to that guy? I'm thinking, is he an Oakland A's fan? Or is he a Red Sox fan? Or is he an Atlanta Braves fan? I want to know who team that he roots for. Because I'm quite sure Derrick Jeter did something to that team in the postseason that made him still mad that I'm not going to vote for him to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, you can't make this up. One of the best players in his generation, the captain of the New York Yankees, who led the Yankees to four World Series championships. That fifth one he didn't, but the first four he played, he did. You telling me he was not a unanimous pick to be in the Hall of Fame? Let me find out who he is. If I ever find out, if we all find out who he is, I will talk about him like he ain't like he's a piece of you know what on this show. Then we're gonna go down to Pete Rose and. You know, I I really do feel bad for Pete Rose because he's doing whatever he can to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's doing all he can. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Especially when the Houston Astros and those and that that team and those players who are granted immunity for cheating was granted immunity for cheating and when Pete Rose sees that he's like if they get immunity for stealing signs after they've been warned multiple times why I can't get immunity and I can't get into a Hall of Fame Again, if everybody know baseball, baseball is one of those sports where it's sacred. Now, you can't do certain things in baseball because if you do, this will happen. Baseball writers, baseball players, baseball period is the one sport where everybody, if you do something wrong, they would not forgive you. So, Pete Rose gambled. Allegedly. And he can't get into a Hall of Fame because he did that. Meanwhile, you got players for the Houston Astros cheated for two years. For two years. And was given immunity if they come clean and tell the truth. And they will not be punished. Not by the peers, not by Major League Baseball. And Pete Rose, 
after decades, after decades of being banned for baseball, he can't get immunity himself. It's like the hate for Pete Rose will go on forever. Pete Rose, if this is his last attempt. Because if, if he get denied this time, he might as well forget it. And I hate saying that because I always believe in, you know, you keep trying, you keep fighting until you can't fight no more. You keep trying, you keep fighting until they give in and tell you, yes, you'll get in the Hall of Fame. But the way baseball is, the way these writers are, the way these players are, I don't see Pete Rose having a chance in hell getting in. I mean, your all-time hit king, one of the leaders of the big red machine in the 70s, one of the best players, the best player in baseball during that time. Not just the best player of baseball, but the face of baseball. Everything about Pete Rose he accomplished in baseball is in the Hall of Fame. But himself, there's no plaque at all. But every accomplished, every record he broke in baseball is in Cooperstown. Except for the man himself. I mean, to me, it's it's ridiculous and it's crazy how Major League Baseball hold these grudges over periods of time. I mean, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they're on that same boat. They probably won't get into a Hall of Fame for allegedly taking steroids. Even though when you try to tell people if you look at their numbers beforehand, they were Hall of Famers. I mean, this this has to stop. I mean, I, I mean, some of the best players in this game has ever seen would not be in the Hall of Fame. And I know Pete Rose is a lot of things. Yeah, he's not a nice guy. Yeah, he unless you probably did gamble while he was playing. And yeah, he probably did bet on his team. But you gonna hold him out for all the accomplishments that he did? For everything he did for baseball? And you gonna hold this man out of the Hall of Fame? But I'm not saying, you know, what he did was right. It was bonehead. Of course not. I mean, when you walk through the locker room of baseball, you see it on the on the wall. Everywhere. You do not gamble on the game. You don't bet on the game. I mean, even though he did that, allegedly. That don't mean you keep the man out of the Hall of Fame. I don't care if he's banned or not. You put his numbers up against anybody, his numbers are better. He deserves to be in there. I mean, if we can have the Chicago Black Sox or the Black Sox who, who did just as worse, and they're in the Hall of Fame. If you got racist baseball players in the Hall of Fame, Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Just like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I think sometimes we take things too seriously and too overboard. And I also think sometimes in baseball, they forget that everybody makes a mistake. Hell, the Astros made a mistake and they got immunity. We gotta learn to move on from that. We don't got to forget it. But we can't punish a guy or guys. We can't punish them over a lifetime because they did something that we didn't like. So 
therefore we're going to keep them out of the Hall of Fame. As well as their number and their credentials says and stated they're a Hall of Famer. Sometimes we we got to look ourselves in the mirror and we got to learn how to forgive. Because I'm quite sure all those voters for the Hall of Fame in baseball and all those players who play the game, they all made mistakes. Just like the Houston Astros did. Just like the Boston Red Sox did. They all made mistakes. But you know what baseball going to tell us? Right now, we grant them immunity. So that's learn to forgive. How about learn to forgive what Pete Rose did? How about learn to forgive what Roger Clemens did and Barry Bonds? Because to be honest, even though those guys did, took steroids allegedly and gamble allegedly, I don't have to say allegedly that the Houston Astros stole signs. Because they did, and what they did affected what outcomes of ball games. I mean, they won the World Series title cheating. They won some pennants cheating. So what they did, in my eyes, in my book, was just as worse, or way worser, than what Pete Rose did. I'm just saying. They got to stop being hypocrites. And allow that man to take his rightful place in the Hall of Fame. Regardless of how we feel about him, he deserves to be there. Well, that'll be it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to my show. Thank you for listening to my good news. And as I sound off tonight, again... Where we do in life, make sure we grind hard. Make sure we put the work in. Because that's the journey. That's the exciting part. It's not your destination. It's the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into to get to that destination. And let's be great. This has been a DS Walk Show. I'm your host, D.S. Walk, signing out. Peace, love, I'm out.